Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is MPB News. Hi, this is Karen Brown. Thanks for checking out the Mississippi Edition podcast. If you like what you hear, click subscribe, hit like, or leave us a comment if your app has that feature. Then find other MPB podcasts by searching MPB Think Radio on your favorite podcasting platform. Thanks. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Wednesday, September 2nd. I'm Karen Brown, and this is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, Mississippi's Department of Employment Security receives supplemental funds from President Trump's executive order. Then, September is Suicide Prevention Month. As residents and families face the challenges of the pandemic, we examine the warning signs associated with suicide. Plus, after a Southern Remedy Health Minute, a new state flag design will be selected today. We talk Talk to an artist behind one of the two finalists. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Mississippians without jobs can soon expect to receive an additional $300 per week. The state, through action by Governor Tate Reeves, has been approved for a FEMA grant under the Lost Wage Assistance Program. The program was created by President Trump through executive order last month and requires the state to match part of the federal funding. Residents who receive unemployment benefits of more than $100 during the first three weeks of August will soon be receiving additional assistance. Jack Jackie Turner is executive director for the Mississippi Department of Employment Security. She tells our Kobe Vance the supplemental funding will help stimulate Mississippi's economy where CARES Act funds ended in late July. I want to make sure that we all understand this is not unemployment benefits. This is a supplement to unemployment benefits from from FEMA, which is not the normal way that we get things. But um, so President Trump announced this program and then States could opt in or opt out, depending on their financial situation, because FEMA, this FEMA program does require a state match. So Mississippi applied for the money, and we, we have received authority for three weeks, the week ending August 1st, August 8th, August 15th. It is $300 added to the unemployment insurance weekly benefit amount in any of the programs that we are currently operating with the exception of the disaster unemployment assistance program. If So the criteria is if a person is receiving a weekly benefit amount of $100 or more and COVID-related, they are eligible for the additional $300. I mentioned that um, we have those three weeks. Um, are there going to be any f- additional weeks in the future, or is, like will that be an ongoing program, or is it just for those three weeks in August? Yes, that's a good question. Each state was able to apply for three weeks when they applied. That's all they allowed us to apply. And then it's a week-by-week 
application. We have already applied for the week ending August 22nd, and I have signed the application papers. We have not received final word, but I expect to receive final word of acceptance of our, and and what we're doing in those applications is estimating or telling them the amount of funds we need for that week. So we have funding for August 1, 8th, 15th, and most likely for the 22nd. Each state is on a week-to-week basis after those first three weeks, but as each week ends, we go ahead and apply for the funding because we don't want to Uh, We want to be one of the first to apply so that we'll be assured to get weeks funding. Now, this program is the dates of the program, if money is available, like I said, it comes from a FEMA source of money, and that uh, source of money is a finite pot of money. So there are different triggers off for the program. One is the end of December, the program will trigger off, or if the source of money uh, is eliminated, or if Congress passes an an additional um, program that would supersede this, or a state's match becomes unavailable. So there are different ways that the money can trigger off. We do not expect that there will be enough money nationwide in the funding source to have it run through December, through the end of December. But, you know, we know, we all know that Congress or things can change. So as of now, we MDS is applying week by week. We will, we're getting it programmed as quickly as possible, and we'll be begin making those payments within a week and a half. Um, will people have to fill out a specific application to receive these kind of benefits, or will it just? Uh, will y'all look back in your records and just track the people who have already received benefits those for those specific weeks? There is no additional application necessary. You're exactly right. We will we have those records in our system. We know who received benefits under that criteria for the, those weeks, August 1st, 8th, 15th, 22nd so far. And those people that meet that criteria will receive the payment once we begin making those payments soon. Is this money... Uh when it comes to taxes, will this money um, be taxed uh, at the end of the year, or has it been pre-taxed, or will it, is it um, liable to taxing? It's taxable just like the regular unemployment benefits. A, a, a recipient can choose whether to pay taxes now or later, but it is taxable. Gotcha. Um, and also, um, how many people do you feel like uh, or do you, do you expect to qualify for this type of uh, benefit? Um, as, as Mississippi as Mississippi moves into this, um, how how just like a rough estimates of like how many people may be applicable and could be expecting to see this money in the mail soon. Well, I want to, it's not, of course, I know that's just a, a cliche, but it won't be in the mail. It'll either be on a debit card or a direct deposit, whatever they choose for their normal unemployment benefits. But we expect that 80 to 85% of those uh, recipients for those weeks will be eligible for the additional $300. And so are you, are you encouraged to see this type of um, assistance coming from the federal uh, federal sector? You know, from President Trump was the one who signed the order. Um, do you think this is going to help Mississippians um, who are struggling during this pandemic? Oh, I certainly hope so. I know that there are many struggling out there in Mississippi, and uh, the whole purpose of the unemployment programs and all of these additional programs are to help people out when they are having a rough time. So certainly 
I feel that the $600 and now the $300 will help Mississippians get back on their feet or sustain themselves through a period, this pandemic period. And, and not only it, it helps that, but it also helps put money into our economy. If we had not had this funding, the $600 and now the $300 during this time, the spending habits, of course, I mean, everything's been affected during the pandemic, but having an influx of funding into um, people's hands that qualified has been additional help for bringing money into the economy and helping, I hope, work uh, businesses and small businesses and large businesses keep their doors open um, during this pandemic as well. Job search requirements are now back in place to qualify for unemployment benefits, which experts say will help prepare the workforce when the federal relief money runs out. Coming up, September is Suicide Prevention Month. As residents and families face the challenges of the pandemic, we examine the warning signs associated with suicide. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. No matter if you use an app to start your car or still have a flip phone, Everyday Tech can decipher today's technology for tomorrow's solutions. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or the MPB public media app. A contractor ever tell you the price of something and it sounds so high you think, eh, maybe I'll try it myself. Some jobs just aren't that difficult, and yes, you can do it. If you want to find out how to do those things, listen to Fix It 101, podcast everywhere. This is Mississippi Edition. I'm Karen Brown. The number of calls about suicide prevention has increased during the coronavirus pandemic, according to the Mississippi Department of Mental Health. Joblessness, feelings of isolation, and deaths of loved ones can be overwhelming for some. Jaquila Newsom is with MDMH. She shares how the department is helping those who feel hopeless with our Desiree Frazier. Some of the risk factors that you may see or warning signs includes withdrawal, talking about wanting to die, personality and mood changes, problems concentrating, whether that be at work or at school, a loss of interest in daily activities, feelings of hopelessness or helplessness, and also changes in eating habits and sleeping habits. Before the pandemic, were you getting a lot of calls from people concerned about loved ones or calling for themselves? Um, Not as much now. I think we're starting as a result of COVID-19. We're more so getting calls of people wanting to gain, like I said, more information about resources and education about suicide prevention. What do you want people to know? September is Suicide Prevention Month. And, of course, We never want anyone to feel so despondent that they would take their own lives. But it does happen. Yes, it does. And the important thing is to let people know that resources are available. Um, You have the crisis text line, which is 741-741. And all an individual would have to do is text the word HOME to that text line. You also have the um, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is 1-800-273-8255, which is TALK. What do you find are the commonalities when you talk to people who are contemplating suicide? What what things are they thinking about? Um, 
in reference to COVID-19, we have a lot of people who are stressed um, about whether it's employment status, um, being concerned about what's going on in their community, how will the the COVID-19 virus, how they may be affected. Um, Those are just just daily stressors that Mississippians are concerned about. And as a result, those stressors become overwhelming. And what do you tell people? The thing we always make sure we provide, of course, are our resources and let them know that help is available. Um, When you're dealing with someone who is contemplating suicide, a lot of the times they don't look at the positives or anything outside of what's going on. They're concentrating just on how they feel at that time. So sometimes if you find yourself in a position where you're dealing with whether it's a family member or a friend who is contemplating suicide, the key is to ask them, you know, what do you have to live for? Being mindful and and allowing them time to think about what's going on and not so much as the negative aspect of it, but the positive to help them look past just that point that they're going to. Because like I said, with suicide, a lot of from individuals who have attempted suicide, it's been reported that they focus on just that time, how they feel at that moment. What else is important for people to know about suicide and prevention? The key thing is understanding that there is help available, and it's important that we educate ourselves about the resources that that are available. If you feel overwhelmed or if you're depressed for anywhere from four weeks plus, it's a problem going on. So being able to identify that something is not okay, this is not a normal feeling for me to be sad for longer than four weeks or two to four weeks, and understanding that there is help available. You don't have to be ashamed to reach out for help when you're not okay. The crisis text line can be reached by typing HOME to 741741. Newsom says there are mobile crisis response teams in every county. September is Suicide Prevention Month. For Mark Eubank, it's a time to share his family's story as a way to help raise awareness of the warning signs associated with teen suicide. Bailey was 17 years old. He was uh, hitting his senior year. And uh, it happened on July the 17th of 2017. And uh, he had some heartaches that a 17-year-old may may have. He had to had surgery on his arm. From his baseball career was ended abruptly, and uh, and then he got a girlfriend. And um, the girl tore his heart out a little bit. He's just puppy love. Uh, and he didn't deal with it too well, and uh, nobody ever told us anything, but he had threatened a couple of people that he was going to do something, but uh, he talked a lot of kids uh, out of their depression. Um, He was real good about that. He had a lot of good friends and had a lot of people that really looked up to him, Um, but we just didn't see any signs. He was very happy always laughing, always carrying on, and uh, he had a real good way of masking his emotions. I don't think he knew how to show sadness too well. But uh, on uh, 7-17, um, he passed away, but this uh, funeral, he had 17 kids raise their hand to receive Christ. Can you believe that?
a lot of kids today don't take any kids, other kids serious. So his saying it was a sign, yeah. It, oh, it's definitely a sign, but uh, he said it to a, a girlfriend of his or a friend girl, and she didn't take him serious. He told his ex-girlfriend she didn't take him serious, and to the point to where she actually just said, well, then go do it then. I don't care. You know, had all this awareness been before that, they may have said something to us. But, um, you know, it's it's a hard it's a hard thing to talk about, but you got to get it out there. That was our Desiree Frazier with Mark Eubank. Eubank organizes an annual golf tournament to raise awareness about suicide and associated warning signs. Coming up after a Southern Remedy Health Minute, a new state flag design will be selected today. We talk to an artist behind one of the two finalists. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. If you ever miss one of our locally produced shows or want to simply hear it again, you can find what you need at mpbonline.org or download our podcast app to your smartphone. MPB programming is on your schedule at mpbonline.org. I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, professor of pediatrics and internal medicine at the University of Mississippi Medical Center, and this is a Southern Remedy Health Minute. Aspirin is an anti-inflammatory agent, but one of the other things it does is it it inhibits platelets from sticking together. Now, platelets are the the part of the blood that helps plug up places in the body that are bleeding. Aspirin interferes with that, and the reason why it's good to use if you have heart disease, uh, if you've had a stroke, those are reasons to take an aspirin. Now, the coated aspirin, it just has this thin coating that prevents it from uh, being absorbed directly in the stomach. Uh, so it, it, it prevents when it's going to be broken down and absorbed by the body to a little bit lower down in the GI tract. And then a non-enteric coated or the chewable ones, you're going to absorb a lot faster and a lot higher up. The advantages with the enteric coated is there's a little bit better evidence those don't cause as much stomach irritation. So one of the side effects, a lot of people get just intense pain when they take aspirin for long periods of time um, and that's because it can it can interfere with that lining of the stomach that helps protect it against our normal acids that our stomach makes for more health tips and medical information listen to southern remedy each weekday morning at 11 on mpb think radio Hi, I'm Walt Grayson. You can now listen to the wild, weird, and wonderful stories of Mississippi with Mile Marker. We are a Yucca Drive-In Theater. We're the last operating drive-in in the state of Mississippi. Join me as we hit the roads of Mississippi on Mile Marker. Freaked me out that you could come and drive your car and park and watch the movie outside. You can listen by going to mpbonline.org slash radio or by using your favorite podcasting app, Mile Marker, a Mississippi Roads podcast. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Karen Brown. 
The commission tasked with selecting a new flag design will meet today to determine which of two finalists will be presented to the legislature. One finalist, Great River Flag, features an escutcheon inspired by the territorial seal of 1798. The other finalist includes a magnolia encircled by stars on a blue field with red and gold sidebars. The public has been weighing in on the top designs in a non-binding poll on the Department of Archives and History website. So far, the Magnolia flag is leading with 59% of the vote. Kara Giles helped design the flag using the Magnolia artwork of Sue Anna Joe. I was one of the designers that they brought in once the um, original flags were submitted. And so I helped, well, I created um, this flag that they're now looking at using Sue Anna's Magnolia as inspiration and um, t- kind of taking it from there. I thought that her magnolia was the strongest of a graphic representation that you could really tell that it was a magnolia. Did you make adjustments to other flags as well? Yes, I made adjustments to a, a ton of flags. Along oh, really? The way. Uh, yes, but um, just as a designer playing with different elements for the past couple weeks or so and then getting to these um, final we had what five and then now these final two were you involved with any of the other the other four that were finalists I was yes I was involved with the white one as well how does it make you feel to have the flag that you well you didn't you didn't really create it but you modified it is that how you would describe no I created it using um, Sue Anna's Magnolia. Okay. So how does it feel to have yours as one of the two finalists? Um, it's pretty overwhelming. <laughs> I'm very <laughs> proud. Um, but I kind of just did this work, um, you know, at, at the behest of the commission and happy to do it and having fun doing it. And then all of a sudden I look up and I'm one of the top two and I was really humbled and like, wow, this could be a thing. What? Well, um, you may not want to answer this, but was this flag, this Magnolia flag, your favorite that you worked it, on? It was, actually. Oh, yes. it was. Okay. Well, that's yes. good. <laughs> Very much so, yes. This Why? Is what is it about this flag that stands out to you or that, you know, that when you were creating it was special? So, uh, I believe that this one is stately and handsome, and I think that's important to me for a state flag. So, my personal, you know, design... Um, proclivities at home might be something totally different but for this project I felt like it needed to be really handsome and really stately and very strong and um, I personally thought that a magnolia had a good chance of you know making it far and because I think it speaks to a lot of Mississippians um, you know hospitality state and it's long been sort of a brand of ours so I felt pretty strongly that um, a magnolia flag would would get pretty far and again, I thought that Sue Anna's Magnolia was just, I think it's gorgeous. I think it's brilliant. Tell us about the other elements. It's on a blue background. There are red bars blue in the side. Blue background. Yep. So the blue background and the red are basically nods to the American flag. You know, the vigilance, justice, perseverance of the blue, and then the red representing hardiness and valor. And then gold lines and the gold stamen, for me, are a nod to the cultural history of Mississippi, specifically visual arts, literature, music, and the performing arts um, that have come out of our state. What about the stars that circle the mag- above There's the mag- 20 stars for the 20th state, and then the 
commission um, got to a point where they really wanted to see, I call it the, the first people star at the top. Um, it was a nod to the indigenous tribes of Mississippi. And that star was created by Dominique as part of the commission's um, request. As we know, In God We Trust had to appear on the flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there a reason why you placed it the way you did? Um, I, I feel like having it at the bottom it just balances it better. It weights it better for me. And then I put, um, I did put a lot of thought into which font I used and the kerning, which is the spacing between the letters and things like that to make it the most balanced design that we could come up with. The font actually is called Americana and it was designed by an American designer um, as a, on, in honor of the upcoming bicentennial back in 1965. It's just astounding that there were 3,000 submissions. Yours is one of two. Um, is there anything else you'd like the like Mississippians to know about your flag and um, and what it means to you to be one of two and and especially if it's chosen to go on the ballot? Um, it's like I said, it's very humbling and very overwhelming. When I saw it go up on the flagpole when they flew them um, a week or two ago, I think that's when it really sunk in that. This is definitely a collaboration, but wow, what an amazing experience to be a part of. Potentially the flag that Mississippi has forever. I mean, just unbelievable. I never never dreamed I'd be there. Um, my background is in art and graphic design, but this is, this is something I never expected. Well, congratulations on making the finals, and, um, and we'll look to see what's unveiled. Yeah, I'm thrilled to be a part of it. Kara Giles, thank you so much for being with us. You are so welcome. Thank you so much. The flag that commissioners select today will appear on the November ballot if approved by the legislature. This has been Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Thanks for listening to the Mississippi Edition podcast from MPB News and MPB Think Radio. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And if your app lets you, leave a comment or review. We really do appreciate it. Remember, you can always get in touch with MPB News on Facebook and Twitter, and fresh episodes of the podcast are posted every weekday morning. I'm Karen Brown. Thanks for listening. This is Mississippi Edition from MPB Think Radio.